and Julius was terrific from start to finish. Um, I love the way uh, he's diversifying his game, like running the floor. Uh, sometimes he's he's the pace guy. He'll push it up, and then he'll create movement. Sometimes he just beats people down the floor. And I think him getting easy baskets is huge for us, huge. And uh, it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. I thought Mitch gave us great minutes, and you can't say enough about you know, what Jalen does for the team. He just, he's in complete control at all, all times. And the game, you know, get, you hit some, some tough spots in the game and he has such a strong demeanor and a strong face. Uh, and, and it's one of determination you have, it gives your team belief that we can do this. We, we you know, we can play well and we can get out of this. And You're listening to Tape Stinks, presented by Miscellaneous Madness. Yo. Yo. What's goody, man? We back. We back. Back here for another episode of Tape Stinks. This is actually the uh, kickoff to season two. Or this is episode two of the season two. We did a summer show, uh, make it to summer. We're back, man, and I want to first apologize to everybody who is a listener of Taste Takes. Um, just apologizing for the late start. Um, you know, just work and stuff. Just, just bear with me. Bear with me. We're, we're on the roll. We're on the roll. Um, I'm not going to be as inconsistent as I was last season. Last season... Um, Towards the end, I think it was like episode 12 or something. In the middle of the podcast, for those who don't know, um, I was in the middle of a very, very crazy rant. I forgot who the Knicks were playing last season. But during the podcast, while I was recording the podcast, I had got a call that my father had had a um, heart attack. And so I just cut what I recorded and put it out there. Um, I didn't end the episode how I wanted to end it, but due to the situation, I was just not in the mood to even go back and record it. And at that point, the season was over, so it was just a lot, a lot going on. So first and foremost, well, you know, my dad's doing way better, you know, um, thank y'all Knicks family, Knicks Twitter, y'all definitely reached out supported your boy you know made sure i was good and stuff like that so i really really appreciate that um this season is going to be amazing amazing we kicked off the season with um jay nicky as a special guest jay nicky from the knicks wall shout out to the knicks wall shout out to everybody all the knicks content creators um yeah, that's a big, big community, man. That's a big, big community. Whew. The New York Knicks are back. And they are 2-1. Last night, they defeated the Magic. It was a very, 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 very sloppy win. A sloppy but fun 
type of win. It kind of kept you on the edge of your seat at one at some points throughout the game. It was just like, oh, okay, the Knicks had a comfortable lead, and then the Magic would score five, six straight, and it's just oh god, you got to sit up again. And then the Knicks would go back up by ten. It's like okay, I can chill out. And it was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of a lot of defensive uh, mishaps, in my opinion, um, from from both sides, you know. Uh, slow first quarter to an exciting end of the first quarter. Um, same for the second. Just it's a lot of a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of back and forth throughout the game. A lot of hacking and whacking. Um, you know, it's just a lot. Really, really a lot. I normally don't have a lot of news to put out. Um, mind you, this is the day after. Um, last night, last night's game. Tomorrow, the Knicks play the Charlotte Hornets, but I will not be live tweeting throughout the game tomorrow night. I will be in Norfolk. I'm a wrestling fan, and All Elite Wrestling is coming to Norfolk, so I'm going to take the drive, the hour 48-minute drive out to Norfolk, and to go see that. It was the last minute. It was a $33 front row ticket, so I was just like, what the heck, I'll do it. So I'll be out there tomorrow. Um and any other announce? Oh, November twenty fifth, tapes takes will be in the building. They will be, we will be in the building. We will be at the Garden for the Knicks home game against the Blazers. That's a Friday night game. I'm super excited. This is my first Knicks home game, and this isn't my first Knicks game, but this is just my first Knicks home game. So it's going to be amazing to be in an atmosphere where everybody is a fan of the team and. I can already feel the goosebumps already, and I'm not even at the garden yet, but I'm just super, super, super excited. So that's all the announcements I really have as far as um, this week and next month goes. I'm going to try to be on top of it. Y'all got to hold me accountable for it. I'm going to be on top of it. So without further ado, this is Tapes Takes Season one, season 2. Not season one, season two, episode two. We're back. The Knicks played the Magic last night. The Knicks defeated the Magic. And let's just go through the rundown of, you know, the you know of the game. And then, you know, at, towards the end, I give my final thoughts, my overall thoughts towards the game. So first quarter, Mitchell Robinson was just showing up, showing up and showing out very, very early. And rebounding and scoring. The Knicks did start out slow as far as, you know, they've missed the first couple of their first shots. Um, Julius Randle looked amazing last night, as Tip said in the um, interview that I played in the beginning. He looked really, really good last night. Defensively, like I said, both sides were just not good. It was just sloppy. The Knicks were just letting Orlando get everything, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is either going to be the Ben Bancaro um, career night, or this is going to be another Cole Anthony career night, or Terrence Ross is just going to kill us. And I, I was just like, "This isn't. We can't lose to this team. We just can't." I don't know what it is with these early games and us playing on NBA TV, but I was just praying that, like, yo, let's not. Um, 
Let's not start off the season one and two. Please, please, please. Um, and an interesting stat that Mike, <laughs> that Mike Breen hilariously uh, pointed out. Jalen Brunson had his first turnover of the season. <laughs> he had his first turnover of the season. That lasted um, just about the time that I knew it was going to last. I knew he wasn't going to go um, more games than than the first three without a turnover. You know, turnovers happen. It's okay. Um, Evan Forengate was just extremely silent last night. I kind of forgot that he was playing. And, excuse me, just missing shots. or Really, the ball wasn't going towards his way. But on the defensive side, you knew Evan Fournier was playing because just dudes were just going past him. They were just going past him. I, I mean, Cole Anthony was just giving giving the buckets early, early. RJ's RJ Barrett's shots were not falling. It's just I don't know what it's been with RJ Barrett. I, I thought after the night he had on Friday night against Detroit that you know this would kind of. I thought he shook off that that horrible game he had against Memphis last week. But the shooting struggles continued tonight. Eventually, through later on in the game, he got out of the shooting slump. So hopefully he can stay consistent with scoring because we you need him. You need him. He's that third. He's the third guy, you know, with Julius and, and Jalen Brunson. Like I said earlier, it was a, a lot of hacking and whacking, too many fouls. That was the longest first quarter I've ever watched. It had it had to be 825 at that point when the first quarter ended. And the game started at 730. So almost in almost an hour. The second you the second unit came in and the magic went zone. <laughs> the magic played two, three, and I mean quickly. And the boys was just letting them have it. The ball movement was flawless. Flawless. The bench really, really showed out in the, in those last couple minutes of the first quarter. Really got the fans into it. I I mean, it was just beautiful, man. It was really, really, really beautiful. I loved it. I really, really loved it. IQ making a couple making two passes to Cam Reddish. It was just amazing. It was really, really, really good. Really, really good. On to the second quarter. Cam Reddish on an inbound through an alley to Obi Toppin. Ben Ben Carroll got posterized twice last night. Really, I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh. Welcome to the league, kid. Welcome to the league. RJ still um still with his shooting struggles into the second just just throwing up shots and just enforcing, you know, taking a lot of contested layups trying to draw fouls. Now, I will say there were some fouls that there were some drives that RJ did take where it did need to have a call. And RJ didn't get the call, so of course it just counted against RJ's, you know, shooting percentage, which wasn't the best at that point in the game. 
Brunson playing defense took in. He took an elbow to the mouth from Cole Anthony, which led to an offensive foul. Um, Brunson has just. You, the Knicks have a point guard, man. The Knicks really have a point guard, and you can just see from the diff the difference of from last season to this season. Kemba Walker really wasn't. Well, he was a point guard, but he wasn't the point guard that we needed. Kemba was more of shoot first. Brunson is giving me pass first. Or pass first or shoot first, but whatever one he decides he wants to do, it's gonna it's gonna work and it's gonna be it's gonna be flawless. Um RJ Barrett finally scored. And I like I said, and back to, to Jalen Brunson, Brunson had this beautiful crossover that led to a pass to Julius Randle for the slam. And the garden erupted. And they they erupted. And I, I still, like I said, it's still kind of a tight first half. Still sloppy on defense. Still a lot of hacking and whacking. But the Knicks still led at the half. Coming out of the half, you're just seeing how well Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are meshing together. They're really meshing together. And. I was watching Julius Randle play last night, and I'm just like, man, this is really good. I'm seeing a different Julius Randle than I was seeing from last year. His He's not taking the ball up the court as much. His touches have gone down from last season. This is a different type of Julius Randle, and this is a Julius Randle that I see that is embracing his role. Brunson had four fouls. In the third quarter, Earl just been a lot of foul trouble these last uh, these first three games. Brunson and now listen, I, Brunson and the entire Magic team were trading buckets at one point during the game in the third quarter. RJ was still having a rough night. Julius Randle was just any I think anything Julius Randle threw up last night, he it was going in. Anything he threw up, it was going in. Um, RJ ended up breaking his three-list cold streak. He entered the game all of, they said all of 11. He was all, by the time he shot the three, he was all of 11. So he has broken his coldest, coldest three, three-list cold streak, whatever. Um, And then the second unit came back in, and I just, Showtime Knicks. That's what I'm gonna call the kids. Showtime Knicks. No disrespect to the Showtime Lakers, but Showtime Knicks, man. Obi had this beautiful behind the pack pass on the fast break to RJ for the slam. It was just a beautiful way to end the third quarter. The Knicks fans on their feet. Still look the Knicks was really trying to break away and blow the team out, but the magic just kept coming back, bro. They just kept coming back. And going into the fourth quarter. Julius Randle still cooking, still had the hot hand. The Knicks lead kind of shortened up a little bit, in a sense. I think one point the the Magic did regain the lead. Um, 
Cam Reddish's defense was just flawless. Last I've been using that word flawless. Flawless is today's word. Flawless is really today's word. Mitchell Robinson was making big plays in the fourth quarter when it counted. His presence, like I say, still had a silent game, but his presence was there. Notice I've said nothing else about Evan Fournier since the first quarter. I forgot Bro was even on the team, but I did the I did get a shot of his head. Evan Fournier has legit has a bald fade. He's like bald, but has a bald fade. I see the I like I see the line. It's weird. It's weird. I I I think it's I was a heavy Evan Fournier supporter. I still am because I think he's the best three point shooter on the team. He still shows signs of inconsistency on defense and sometimes some some inconsistency on offense. But I think it's time for Evan to be to come out in the second unit. But I don't even know if he should mess up the flow of the second unit, to be honest. They have a nice flow. The Magic in the fourth quarter were trying to stay in the game. Well, well they were trying to at least. Um and in the end the Knicks came came away uh and won one fifteen to one oh two. Mo Bamba had a great night. Not Mo Bamba, I'm sorry. Bull Bowl. Mo Bamba played well too, but Bull Bowl had a great night. I was just like, oh boy. This is gonna be the the Mo Bamba career night. Terrence Ross at one point shot you know, shot a difficult three, and I was just like, it's got to go in because it's Terrence Ross, and he's the Knicks killer. But it didn't go in, so I'm just like, okay, maybe we've moved on. This is this is different. This is a new team. This is a very, very new team. I I, I loved everything about it. Now, last season, I would have ranted about tips. I would have ranted about Julius Randle not having his head in the game. I would have been ranting about Obi Toppin, how he needs more minutes. I would have been going down the book. But I, I I mean quickly quickly didn't score at all last night. He was like 0 for 5, 0 for 6 from the field last night. And but his presence was still there. He his he still showed his presence with passing. The kid can rebound. You know, his presence was there. Obi Toppin had 10 points in 13 minutes last night. Freaking good. Freaking good, bro. Julius Randle led the team with 25 points last night. That was really, really, a really solid game for Julius Randle. I, and like I said earlier, I think he's really embracing this role. I just see a different Julius Randle. I think we all see it. Maybe he doesn't have beef with the fans anymore. Has he forgiven the fans? Because it was the STFU. You know, and the thumbs down. Remember that I just knew last season Julius Randle wasn't in his right head. He wasn't in the right state of mind. He wasn't. 
And anybody connected to him can say that, no, no, he was fine, he was fine. No, as a fan, you know something's off. I can say something's off with Russell Westbrook. Something's off with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons never came into the league and was a killer anyway, but something's off. Something was off with Julius Randle last year. And I saw his workouts this season, and I was just like, what if he turns it around? And that's been my whole question to everybody, every Knicks Twitter space I've been on. I even had, you know, Jay Nicky on here, and I was just like, what if Julius Randle turns it around? Can we forgive him? Can we offer grace? I I said it from the beginning I was going to offer Julius Randle grace. Because my thing is this, if he's still on the team, he's, still, he's on the team, and I have to support him no matter what. That's the difference. I've been saying this. Knicks fans are diversive. There are guys who see Julius Randle put up 25 and 10 and 4 and still want him off the team. And there are other people who see him put up 25, 10, and 4 and are chanting freaking MVP. They're doing this. Knicks fans are diverse. It's a lot of, it's a lot of agendas going around here. Pushing false narratives, pushing narratives, and we know it's going to happen this season. We're only three games in. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to quote something that Julius Randle said last night during a press conference um, regarding Jalen Brunson. He said, and I quote, he just makes the game so much easier for me. If I just keep moving, setting the screens, running the floor, he's always looking to make the right play so he finds me. He gets me going. Gets me easy buckets. This is how Julius Randle was supposed to play with Kimba Walker. I don't know how he played the way. I don't know how he got MIP with Alfred Payton as starting point guard. I don't get it. Never understood that. Could you imagine if Julius Randle had this last year? We, we The Knicks would have made some noise. We would have never won 35 games last year. I'm going to be honest. I hate to be this guy, and I'll get some tomatoes for it, but I don't think Julius Randle could have played I don't think he would have played like this if Donovan Mitchell was on the team. I don't think so. I don't know if I don't I don't I don't know. I could be wrong. Somebody let me know if I'm wrong. But the way he plays with Jalen Brunson makes me more and more happy about them bringing him in. Forget all of that. If Jalen Brunson can make Julius Randle look good, make R.J. Barrett look good, make anybody on, make Evan Fournier look good, then perfect. Perfect. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want Julius Randle to accept in his role, and he's doing it. He's doing it. 
I don't need Julius Randle to put up 45 points a game. Jalen Brunson is not going to shoot the lights out. He's going to make plays. I love it. I love that you have him. I love that you have Derrick Rose. I love that you have Emmanuel Quickly. I love that you have Deuce. I love it. I freaking love it. <sighs> Honestly, the real test starts this week. And I'm not saying that and I'm not saying that the Memphis game wasn't the, the real start. The Memphis game was the real start. And I mean the Knicks competed. They fell apart in the first half. But the Knicks competed. They came back stronger in the second half. They still fell fell short in overtime. But when they play Memphis, I'm sure they play Memphis in the in maybe one or two months. The Knicks will beat them. They will beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I promise you. They will. They will. They really, really will. So, that's pretty much the, the rundown of the game. Um, I want to give my final, my final thoughts off of the game and just overall from these first three games. Tape's final thoughts. Julius Randle, like I said, since we talk about Julius Randle, Julius Randle is playing flawless basketball. I, I mean, on the court and off the court, the man is smiling again. You didn't see much of that last year. He's smiling. He's happy. He's playing very, very good basketball he's aware of his surroundings he's not making the stupid mistakes that he made last year he he's he's back he's back on earth i've been waiting for julius Randle to get back on earth and i've been hoping and praying that if this is our guy you know for the next four 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 years you know i need him to get back to where he was if not better Julius Randle's looking like an all-star right now. If he continues to play like this, he's looking like an all-star. Um, last night's game, I really thought we were on the verge of an of A, the third quarter of doom, or B, the fourth quarter meltdown. Like I said, just defensive defense, just allowing a lot of open shots, allowing guys to get into the paint. I really felt like we were on the verge of one of those two. But luckily, it didn't happen. It hasn't happened. Not only, let me, I don't want to jinx that, but um, it hasn't happened yet. Um, a guy, One guy I haven't talked about at all, and I don't think he really gets a lot of recognition, is, is Isaiah Hartenstein, man. He, he's very impactful, and you see how much of an impact a stretch five big has on your team. And, like, we're only three games in. So, we have 79 more games left of Isaiah Hardenstein, bro. And I really want to see what he's capable of doing. The man can prove, the man has shown in preseason that he can shoot. The man has shown in preseason that he can pass. And, you know, he's really that good second backup to Mitchell Robinson. I think so. 100%. I'm interested, and this is something I kind of want to talk about, and I don't think anybody's really talking about. 
I'm interested in seeing how the, the Cam Reddish and Quentin Grimes minute saga goes. I'm really interested in that because in preseason, we were like, well, yeah, Cam Reddish is never going to see the floor because Quentin Grimes is going to come back and Quentin Grimes is going to take his minutes. Now, Cam Reddish is balling out. He's not putting up 14, 15 points tonight, but he's being impactful. I think Cam Reddish deserves minutes. I think he does. So, how do we solve this? How do we solve this? How we solve this is you bench Evan Fournier. You bench him. Have Quentin Grimes start and Cam Reddish is the next man up. That's what I think. That's what I think would happen. That's a perf- That's what, what I would have in my perfect world. But we live in the United States of America and you know we don't get what we want. We don't. So, I'm interested in seeing how the Cam and Quentin Grimes minutes goes. Like I said earlier, RJ, I'm happy RJ got out of the shooting slump. I'm glad he put up 20 points last night. I'm not upset at that. I'm happy that he did that. Um, I just hope he's it's consistent. I need him to show up in this Charlotte game tomorrow. We all need him to show up in this Charlotte game tomorrow. We need him to play his part as well. You know, this is it's not how you want to start off year four after you just got extended in the summer. This is not how you want to play right now. So happy about that. Um, the bench will be very, very fun to watch. Win or lose, they, they're going to put on a show. It's it's a lot of fast-paced basketball. And Derrick Rose, who is the oldest guy on the floor with the second unit, is running just as fast as them. These guys got young legs, man. They got young legs. And I mean, they're just so much fun to watch. So much fun. I'm so excited. Um, I had said this already when I wrote, um, but I still wrote it down. Even though I just said it, I, like I said, Evan Fournier doesn't need to start anymore. He doesn't need to start. I, I've seen enough. Um, unless he proves me wrong against the Celtics. But if he's only going to show up against the Celtics, he didn't show what I thought he was going to show. You know, the Orlando Magic is another former team of his. I thought he would have showed out. He didn't do that. Excuse that loud vehicle passing by my house I'm sorry I don't know what the heck that is he didn't show out last night so and my thing is if you're just going to show out against Boston I don't think he will again this year I just think that was just last year that was luck Um, if he doesn't do that then I don't want to see Evan Fournier on my TV anymore respectfully um, there was a narrative on Nick's Twitter, literally night after the Memphis game, Emmanuel quickly, I was shout out to my brother state, man. <laughs> state is like the only Knicks fan I know that got blocked by Emmanuel quickly. I think Emmanuel quickly is the coolest, nicest player on the team. And state got 
He got blocked by Emmanuel quickly. I was weak. I was weak. But there was a narrative put out that Emmanuel quickly doesn't like Cam Reddish. And that he wasn't passing the cam. But there were a lot of guys on that first night in the first game that wasn't passing the cam. I was pissed off at RJ Barrett because we're in crunch time. There's two, three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you got, we have chances to take the lead. Cam Reddish is wide open on these fast breaks. And RJ was like, I'm going to drive into the paint. I'm not passing to you, 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 nobody. I got to get out this slump. You don't, you're not, when you're shooting 18% from the field in crunch time, you need to pass the ball. Everybody tries, RJ, and that's the thing with RJ. RJ's had that tendency. I've been watching RJ since Duke, bro. RJ's had this tendency of wanting to play hero ball. It's okay. But he missed Cam as well, but there was no narrative about that. So, State put out a video about how Emmanuel quickly ball hogs. And the next night, Emmanuel quickly put up 27 and 20.7 rebounds and I think seven assists uh, against the Pistons. And he didn't put up any points last night. But Emmanuel quickly is passing the ball more. So, I don't know. Maybe IQ watched the video. Watch State's video, but State is just freaking hilarious, bro. Like, State works in a hospital, and the patients he's got to work with, I'm sure, like, I'm sure State probably just talks to the to the doctor, talks to his uh, patients about the Knicks. Like, could you imagine being in surgery, and all you're hearing is, bro, oh my God, like, State yelling about the, about the Knicks. Ranting about the almighty fourth seed. <laughs> Shout out to the state, man. That's my brother, bro. Um, but yeah, let's stop pushing the narrative. It's it's over with. It's it was it was cool. It was nice to to you know to 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 start start up early. Let's you know. But guys, give the narratives a rate a uh, a rest, bro. Give it a break, man. Because like we've been dealing with that all summer, bro all summer that was the longest summer ever this is where i wanted to i'll save this i'll save this point for last i haven't had any any tips complaints at all this season so far we're only three games in but even in a loss the first loss i wasn't i wasn't like oh my god fire tips get tips off my team like nah i wasn't like that i thought tips me has made some very solid rotations um his subs patterns it's you know as far as mixing lineups was great lastly we didn't see him try out this these mini combos last year you know because it was just it was taj 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 uh uh, uh who else taj De- um derrick rose is solid taj alec alec you know it was just Taj Gibson and Alec Burks, man. 50 minutes a night. I wonder what Tip said to Alec Burks after the game on, on Friday. Hey, I miss you, bro. Like, you know. <laughs> um, You can't. <sighs> oh, Alec. Okay. Mitchell Robinson is a beast. Um. IQ Emmanuel quickly is still going to play excellent basketball. Whether he scores or not, he's going to pass. 
he's going to grab rebounds and his plus minus he's still going to have a plus a very high plus at that so and i feel like once he starts knocking down his shots consistently emmanuel quickly is going to be a very very big problem for teams and especially teams on tired legs i'm mark my words i'm right um like i said you know the bench was awesome and that first half the, the first half stretch was amazing um rj barrett had a great bounce back um i said that earlier i think um one thing about the lineups though about this you you can't have iq cam and ob all meaningfully outplay evan fournier and play so much less simply because they're not starters we need to bench evan fournier bro i'm okay we can we, we can bench him bro i'm okay now i'm not wee wee fournier no more bro fournier hasn't given me a to give me a reason to be wee wee fournier anyway i felt like fournier should have been gone as well with with kemba nerlens and alec in the offseason but they weren't gonna do that because they'd be like oh well he broke the he set a new three-point record for the season we're going to keep him we get to keep you evan fournier we get to keep him uh you know it's whatever um trying to make sure i didn't miss anything else so i mean yeah you just gotta defend home court on wednesday against charlotte um from what it you know you don't have miles bridges you don't have uh james book knight book knight shook knight that's some james shook knight miles bridges miles fight knight bridges the hornets are dangerous the hornets are really really dangerous bro I mean, Hornets in general are dangerous. They're really living up to the name. Oh, my gosh. You might as well change the name to the Charlotte Shootouts at this point. Because everywhere you turn... Uh, okay, I'm not going to keep going with that. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, they, and they might be out with be without LaMelo Ball as well tomorrow. Not 100% sure. I looked at the injury um, report today, and she said that they said that he was still out. So we'll see. They're still a two and one team, just like us. So just gotta can't sleep on on the fact that you know they're missing three guys. Um. Oh my gosh, the Charlotte shootouts. I'm still weak off of that. Um. I actually hope James Booknight is actually on the, uh, on the, okay, I'm just making sure he was on the Hornets because that would have been a totally, a total flop of a joke if he wasn't on there, but yeah, oh my gosh, the Charlotte shootouts, um, the real test begins this weekend, and I'm not saying, like I said, the real, I'm not saying that the test didn't start last week but we saw but now that things are starting to form and we're seeing some consistency and chemistry is starting to flow you got the bucks on friday and then you got the cleveland cavaliers on sunday both on the road um both teams are looking good they're looking good you know the bucks have you know 
Giannis. And the Cavs got Donovan Mitchell. So we got to... That's really going to come down to defense and scoring. And our, this, if R.J. Barrett doesn't show up, doesn't want to show up tomorrow night or Friday night, I need R.J. Barrett to show up on Sunday against the Cavs. I, I really, really need him to be there. I really do. Because you cannot leave Cleveland with the win without R.J. Barrett. You cannot. R.J., get out the slump. Get out. This is year four, my guy. Year four. I love you, bro. But I got to hold you accountable just like everybody else. Come on, bro. You're good. I love you, bro. You good. Um, And my final, final thought before we get up out of here. Um, this Knicks team can go as far as they want to. If Julius Randle continues to play the way that he did tonight. And not just Julius the way Julius Randle plays, it's the way everybody plays. But mainly Julius Randle. And forget the forget the predictions and every you know, ESPN and the CBS and what everybody else in Bleacher Report, who is the biggest Knicks hater in the world. Forget what they say. This Knicks team can be a top four team if Julius Randle plays better than he did in his MIP season with everybody else still playing their part now also RJ Barrett has to show up as well he has to but these guys can play well and we you know stay healthy this team can be top four this team is not a play-in team. I think this team is a is a playoff team. Home court advantage. That's pretty much it. Um, you know, great great start to the show. I'm sorry it took me this long to get back. But um, like I said, no podcast tomorrow. Wednesday after Wednesday's game against the Hornets. I would have to come back home and watch the game, but you wouldn't hear back from me until Friday. So it's just like, all right, you might as well just wait until Friday. We can recap the Bucks game after the Bucks game goes off the air. Um, like I said, exciting season, you know, to come. We're going to start doing some Twitter spaces once the uh, the the numbers of the show start to go up. The numbers of the show have been going up uh, lately. People really enjoyed the the Jay Nikki episode. Um, so, if, you know, we're going to reach out to Jay McKee again to bring him back on here. Um, other than that, man, all roads leading to this week's games, all roads leading to Madison Square Garden in November against the Blazers. And I still live in an area where I can still catch both of the away games against the, the Wizards. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But until Friday after the game i'll see you guys thank you so much for listening and stay safe